So JT wants to know if I've ever known of a case of someone losing their house on a failed business deal. I'm David C. Barnett, and you're tuned in to Small Business and Deal Making, the broadcast podcast YouTube channel where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses while controlling risk. So if you're looking to take control of your future through buying a business one day, or if you already own a business and you're looking to grow or exit, you've come to the right place. I talk about interesting things. I talk to interesting people and I answer your questions every week right here. So be sure to hit like, be sure to hit subscribe and let's get to it. What a great question, JT. So this JT left a comment on the video is 90% SBA financing to buy a business a good idea. And <clears throat> let's talk about this because a lot of the times when I'm talking with people who are trying to buy a business, one of the concerns that comes up when they start talking about financing and, and whatnot is the, the question of collateral. So sometimes different lenders um, are gonna want collateral from you as the person buying the business. And they want, in addition to the business stuff, they want personal collateral, uh, especially if there's not a lot of business stuff. So this comes up a lot when I'm talking with Americans because SBA lenders will try to put a lien on your house. They'll, they'll want that as collateral. Um, but also in other places, and, and sometimes people just borrow against their house and get a HELOC or a mortgage and just use that money to buy a business directly in a very simple way. But the, the concern that often comes up from people is, well, now my house is at risk and, and they're right, right? Because what you've done is you've pledged it as collateral. And in a lot of these situations, people are leaving employment perhaps to go and become the operator of the business. So let's look at the question again, and then I'm going to sort of explain what I have seen firsthand myself, uh, because there's a lot of stories that circulate. And then I'm going to get into a lot of these stories that I've been privy to secondhand, which I haven't been directly involved in, but can give us some additional insight into the things you have to be careful about. So um, the question is, Dave, you've worked on a lot of deals. Have you ever witnessed anyone losing their home on a failed business deal? So in my mind, a deal is, the, is like the purchase of a business. So <clears throat> I've never seen anyone enter into a purchase transaction and then like 30 days later lose their house, right? Because at the time the deal is being made, you know, you're taking over a business which should be a profitable business, hopefully. Um, now, some people will put their house up and start a new business or start a new franchise or whatnot. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a, an operating profitable business. So normally the day you take it over, it, hopefully it'll carry on that way. So you'll continue to have money and cash flow. And if you've properly planned, if you've done a proper cash flow forecast and you know that you're going to be able to bring the, the business will be able to service its debts and you as the operator of the business are going to be able to bring home a sufficient wage, salary, draw, whatever you want to call it, that you're going to be able to take care of your household expenses, including your mortgage payment, right? Because if you put up your house's equity as collateral on a business loan, um, oftentimes they're putting a lien over and above the mortgage that you have. So you need to be paying your business debts to keep your house safe, but you also need to be paying your own home mortgage to keep the house safe, assuming you haven't paid off your house, right? So usually problems don't occur right away. What usually happens is that after you take over the business, 
a period of time passes in which maybe things don't go as well as you planned, a decline in revenue, decline in profits, et cetera. And now you are having trouble all of a sudden either making the business debt service or you're not bringing home enough money to make your mortgage payment at home. And sometimes it might not be related to the business. Sometimes, you know, your spouse might become unemployed or laid off and you have trouble with the home mortgage, right? That's not really related to the business. So we'll set that aside. So do when we say lose the house, what do we mean? People envision uh, like people showing up from the bank and giving you legal papers and telling you to, you know, get all your stuff out and put it all on the front lawn and, and you're like homeless, right? Um, that... I mean, I've never, ever seen that happen to anyone, right? Because usually there's so many other different options that happen before that would ever happen. And so we just are coming through this uh, this virus-related issue that leads to lockdowns and all that other kind of stuff. And a lot of businesses have gone under, you know, businesses that were related to personal services, gyms, all that kind of stuff. But because the real estate market has been so buoyant and prices have gone up, a lot of those people, even if they put their house up as collateral on business loans, they still wouldn't lose their house because they always had the option of selling it, right? And if they sold it in a strong market, they would end up with you know, more proceeds. It would actually help the business loan problem because they could sell the house, pay off their home mortgage, put more money against what they owe for the business, Etc. So, so is that losing your house? Well, I don't know. It's up to you to decide. Here's where I've seen the greatest number of problems related to businesses, business operations, and people ending up giving up their house, whether selling or, or losing it to a bank. Number one, it depends a lot on what's going on in the real estate market. So if you can't sell a house, there's a greater opportunity that a bank will come and take it from you because you weren't able to sell it. Right. But where I see this happen the most often is when people buy a business and things are going well. So people buy a business, things are going well. They have lots of cash flow, they have lots of profit. And then what do they do? They upgrade the house. And so they move from their, you know, three bedroom, one car garage place to the five bedroom, three car garage swimming pool place. Right. And then now they have a much bigger mortgage on the new house which means that the cash flow demands of them personally on the business go up. So, you know, we, I've talked a lot on this channel about how businesses are asymmetrical systems. A small decrease in sales can be a huge decrease in profit. The opposite is true. So a, a 10% increase in revenue could be a 30% increase in profits. And if somebody experiences this a couple of years in a row, they might start to feel like the higher level of performance is now the new normal. And that might give them the confidence to do something like buy a bigger house and sign a 20 or 25 year mortgage on that house, believing that the good times are going to be here forever. And we know that there's something called a business cycle. We know that things go up and down and that things don't grow forever. Certainly people have had successful businesses that have grown that have then not shrunk, right? But things can go up and things can go down. So I've seen people get into business, have things go well, upgrade their personal expenses, and then things turn down in the business and then they're in a bad spot. And that's when you end up hearing like the rumors and stories of the people who, you know, uh, 
oh, they lost their house because things aren't going well in the business. Well, I would say that that business owner acted imprudently because when you're an employee um, and you get a paycheck every two weeks or, or whatever it is, um, all kinds of different things are there to help you. Like if you lose your job, you can claim unemployment benefits. There's all sorts of support programs for the average person. When you go into the world of being your own boss, being a business owner, um, those protections aren't there because now you've gone from being a poor worker to a greedy capitalist and, you know, watch TV. Nobody cares about the greedy capitalists, right? They, they want to tax you more. They want to take more of your stuff. And so not only do you have to make sure that you are taking care of business, but you have to provide for your own safety nets. And what does that mean? It means acting prudently and having buffers of cash. So in my own personal life, I mean, I'm a business owner. Um, I've had people say to me, why don't you move to a bigger house? My kids want me to move to a bigger house. No, this house is fine for me. I don't want to burden myself with a requirement for a higher cash flow um, because I know how risky things are. One change to the YouTube algorithm could cause my business to suffer a huge you know, decline in revenue, for example, right? And I'm aware of that risk. And so if someone was going to make that move, you know, people talk about buying a house in a less risky way by having a bigger down payment so that their payment is lower every month. I'm not such a big fan of that. I'm more of a fan of, you know, buy the house normally, like most people would with a, with a down payment you can afford and have that payment over time. But what you want to have is, is a bigger cash reserve so that if you had a bad year, you would be able to make that mortgage payment over the course of a, of a year, even if you had to reduce your income, whatever you were paying yourself at work, because the business went into decline. And so it's that excitement and the belief that, you know, is it hubris? Is that the right word? I don't know. Comment below if you know the right word. But it's that idea that once things get going well, that this is the new normal and things won't get bad. As a business owner, you always have to be planning about contingencies. You always have to be thinking about the what ifs. And when things are good, the very first what if you have to start planning for is what if things go bad again? And what can I do to protect myself and my family if things go bad in the business? You know, business owners personal worth. A lot of it is tied up in that one business. And if you went and talked to any stockbroker or financial planner person, they would probably not advise you to put all your money into one stock, right? And that's the situation a lot of people are in. So if things are going good, you take money out, you put it into a more diversified basket of investments. I go into this in detail and in a greater understanding of risk in uh, my online course, Business Buyer Advantage. Um, which you can find over at businessbuyeradvantage.com. But there's a whole module in there about risk where I talk about something called Exter's Pyramid of, of Risk uh, or Exter's Pyramid of Liquidity. And it talks about what happens in a crisis. And so the business is the provider of the cash. The cash needs to come out of the business and you need to put it into a diversified mix of assets that protect you and create options for you when things go bad. And leveraging yourself up more with even greater debts that require more payments, like moving into a bigger house, is the exact opposite move from saving cash and having a more diversified pool of assets. I hope that answers the question. 
Um, you know, back in the 80s, I remember lots of stories um, in Alberta, the oil price fell. And so all of a sudden the economy went into a tailspin. People were, you know, couldn't make the mortgage payments on their house. And the bankers developed a new term. They called it jingle mail because people would actually take their house keys, put it in an envelope and mail it into the bank. Like, I can't make the payment. Here's the house sort of thing. And you just don't see that much anymore. Um, you know, we shall see if we ever see that kind of period again in the future. But just be prudent. I mean, being in business requires extra risks. And if you're going to ever take risks in your business, I would argue that means you need to offset it by being less risky in your personal life. Hope that helps, JT. We'll talk to you soon. So how can you learn more about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses? Easy. Head over to my blog site, davidcbarnett.com, where you can learn more about me, learn how I work with my clients. You can learn about my books, courses that I prepared for you. You can also find out all about how to subscribe to my email list, the YouTube playlists, etc. There's literally hundreds of hours of content there, all for free, and I'd love for you to be my guest.